What's up, fam? Before this interview with Corey Gray starts, I just want to say that sitting with him and chatting with him was was so fun because he is a photographer that I've had my eyes on, and we just kind of been chatting through DMs and you know just just fun, normal, cool people stuff. And I just totally respect his hustle, what he's doing. He's a lot younger than I thought he was, which is so cool because I love to see that mentality with younger people. And he's a full time photographer, just like myself, and he's been in it full-time for a year and a half really close to myself as well but not just that we really touch on some really like hard-hitting emotional topics such as was his school experience for photography slash film worth going to uh, we also talk about you know insecurities as a full-time photographer and uh, you know just just amongst a bunch of other great great topics anyways guys i really hope you enjoy this interview with Corey. and if you love it please go to itunes and leave a five-star rating and a comment i will love you love you forever uh, uh that it would just it would mean the world to me because i put so much work into these and um i would just love some validation all right guys enjoy shotgun mic that's like that's like this kind of mic yeah it just has a long throw i actually brought it i'll show you later if you want really yeah yeah that'd be sick yeah yeah it, you know, it's crazy. I actually went to school for audio engineering. Really? Yeah. So I, I know a lot about audio. Yeah. But I still feel retarded sometimes. Like when you're like shocking, like I'm like, that's a long throw. Like I should know these things, right? <laughs> audio is a little tricky. Um, I took I took one class for it was a sound and lighting class. So they covered both very lightly. Mm -hmm. um, you know, over the course of the semester, um, and I most of the sound stuff that I've learned has been like on my own. Wait, Which, real quick. Yeah. Guys, welcome to That's the Angle, hosted by your boy Bruce Allen, and I'm here with Corey Gray. Hello, and hello. Let's just get right into it. So, dude, so um, where, where we just were, um, tell me about the class. You were like, you like went to school for. So my major, I went to George Mason University. Um, my major was film and video. Um, I enjoyed my time there. The problem with their program is it's a pretty new program. Um, so a lot of the classes were beginner classes. So when by the time I got into my major, I was already doing my own thing for probably two years already. Oh no, I'm I'm curious about what you were saying about the audio stuff. We can we can go over the broad strokes. Oh, I want to hear okay, more okay. about the audio. Stuff. The audio. Um, no, I was saying like I learned you know audio mostly on my own. The sound and lighting class covered both sound and lighting separately mm. over the course of one semester, uh, but they covered both of them pretty lightly. That's dope. So um, I learned you know sound and lighting, but it wasn't. I learned a bunch of sound and a bunch of lighting. It was just like very basic stuff for both of them. So you went to school with, like knowing that what you're doing now is what you wanted to do. No. Oh, really? No. What was it? Um, my goal was, so I was only into video. I started just making videos on my own while I was still in high school around like 2012. Damn. Um, was in school, got into George Mason's film and video program. Um, my goal was to eventually work for a creative agency post-college like ad agency exactly. making creative yep. like recording video for it or just like making content uh just video because i was only doing video at the time oh okay. um and that that was my goal um i picked up photography on my own <clears throat> um a friend asked me to take some pictures of her for a clothing line that she was shooting for um and this was like in college yeah yeah so um me and her were middle school friends um she blew up on instagram on the edm dance scene um, oh, she was she like uh, the girl in like the thong shuffling? No, so she wasn't even wearing anything crazy. Really? Um, but she was shuffling. Okay. Um, and yeah, basically she just uh, she had a photographer that she normally worked with. He wasn't available. She's like, hey, can you take these pictures of me? Blah blah. Um, you know, I need them for this clothing company. I have to send them in tomorrow. And I was like, you know, I just do video. 
And she's like, no, like, I believe in you. Like, you can do it. And I'm like, yeah, oh, like, you know, her name's Gabby. I was like, Gabby, like, I just do video. And she's like, no, like, I have faith in you. It's like, all right, like, whatever. So yeah, you knew how a camera works. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, if you, if you know how to camera, how a camera works, you know, you're fine. Framing, all that. Same as video. So uh, I did the pictures. And then as far as editing goes, I knew how to edit because I took a multimedia class in high school. Um, so I already knew Photoshop. Oh, dang, you have like a deep background. Yeah, so I, I edited those, um, threw them on Instagram. She enjoyed them uh, a lot. She was able to use them for that company. Um, post them on Instagram. People started hitting me up, started doing a couple creative shoots. I was just like, you know, all right, cool. I'll take some pictures. I'm free this weekend, whatever. And then um, over the course of like that following year, I just posted like, you know, some videos that I would just make for fun occasionally or just like pictures that I took, you know, occasionally and people started hitting me up like, hey, what's your rate? And I was that's like, so, I can make money that's off That's so of crazy because for you, it seems so like natural and organic. Mm -hmm. Like you knew that you were going to go into this like wait besides that like event. Yeah. Like you were like, okay, I want to go do something that has to do with like images or moving images. Mm -hmm. Like. And it, that was just like the serendipity that right. led you to photos. Exactly. That's so nice. So a lot of people think that I, you know, learned photography first and then video. Mm -hmm. um, only because I post more photography. Um, but it's easier, you know, you can do a photo shoot and post, you know, 50 pictures of that photo shoot. But, you know, you do a video shoot, you have that one video, you may be able to make a second cut. But, like, it's a lot more work into a video than, like, throwing up a picture on Instagram. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I, I, I post more photography, um, but I got into... Uh, video first. Which one do you like more? Um, it's hard to say. They're both really different. Whichever one pays that day. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, no, I think I think they're both they're both very different. A lot of people think they're similar, and they're to me at least they're really not. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely not. Yeah, everything, the angles, mm -hmm. the way you approach, like there has to be like some a little more storytelling right. with the video. Like, exactly, it's, it's a whole other ballgame. Right. It's not just. Uh, it, yeah, it, it's it's just a whole different like just beast in itself. Exactly. So so I think. It depends on the project or what the genre is. Um, video is more technical. Um, I would say I would say I enjoy video more. It's just harder to produce video at a higher, you know, capacity. Um, I got into video because I wanted to be a, be a video editor initially, like strictly um, just editing. Um, and then she came along and changed the world. Well, it wasn't even that. It was like. I had free time and I wanted to edit videos, but I didn't have videos to edit, so I would just shoot random stuff. Oh, so man. I would have footage to edit just for fun. Did the video aspect help your photography? Yeah. Um, so I learned, oddly enough, I learned I learned framing and stuff like that from video. Mm. Um, I mostly self-taught for photography, but same as video. But with photography, I took one intro to photography class when I was in college. It's part of my minor. Um, and that class uh, taught me how to shoot manual. Um, which was a blessing because I, I, I thank, thank you yes, for that professor. Yes. His, uh, his name was uh, Peter Bothwell. So Peter, if you're watching this, thank you. Shout out Peter, you're a real one. <laughs> but at the same time, you're a teacher, so yep. I don't know how well you're doing, my. But no, I'm no just he was he was he was really good. Um, really got good guy. Really nice guy. Um, I remember our first. I signed up for the class late, so I missed the first class. Second class, we were supposed to have a camera. I had a camera that I was shooting video with, um, but I didn't know to bring it because I signed up for the class late. So the following week, brought my camera in, and. Um, it was a, uh, we had a two and a half hour class. We met twice a week. And we came into class and he showed us how to change the shutter speed, the f-stop, and the ISO. And this and was, I, but this wasn't the first time you ever dealt with that though. So I, yes, it was. Oh shit. Um, so cause at the time video I was shooting auto and oh. for photos I was shooting auto. Oh um, 
Um, so as far as framing and stuff like that, I learned that from video. But as far as the technical side, I learned that from photography. So mm. the way he, I'm, I learned better through experience. So I'm glad he did this. But he taught us those three things in class. Literally after he went over all of them, he's like, you guys got it. You know what each one does, blah, blah, blah. And we're like, yeah, like fine. Thinking we were going to move on to the next yeah. thing. He's like, all right, walk around campus. And he was, and George Mason's a giant campus. And he was like, walk around campus. And he was like, in um, the things that you see, I want you to find letters and take pictures of them. So wow. it sounds strange enough, but so I found a tree with different branches. I found a Y in the tree. There was a round rail um, that had a line, a pole that went into the ground, and then like the handrail and it wrapped around through. Turned my camera sideways, I found an A. Turned it the other way, found a P. Stuff like that. Yap? What the hell were you spelling? Yap? No, I wasn't spelling anything. Oh, I was oh, trying to get oh. the different. Oh. So we just had to get different letters of the alphabet. Okay, okay. Um, so I wasn't trying to spell anything specifically. I was just trying to find letters in different shapes and objects. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, the tree, you'd be under the tree taking pictures of the branches. It's darker, so you have to increase the ISO or lower the shutter speed. Oh. Um, so based on, and, you know, so this class is in the afternoon. So we're dealing with harsh sunlight. Harsh sunlight. Um, Going to shade. Exactly. Direct exactly. sunlight. So it was a great opportunity that day. And that, he well, he only had us out for an hour, hour and a half. And at a certain time, he was like, come back, you know, to the classroom at this time. We'll go over the pictures. So, um just in that one hour, it was just like being forced to shoot and figure it out. Like I learned how to shoot manual. It clicked in that one hour. Mm -hmm. You were like, boom. Yep. Dang. Yep. Crazy, right? I mean, it's, it's crazy because like, I feel like photography is one of those things where you can only watch so many YouTube mm -hmm. videos. You can only read so many books. Yep. Someone can only tell you, like he can tell you, but until you're actually in that scenario, and you're slightly panicking, mm -hmm. like, how, how, do, how do I, exactly. how do I, how do I get you're this forced branch, to figure it out. let alone when you've got like, a model and a makeup artist and a hairstylist and then like you better really know your shit yeah. at that point. Yeah, exactly. So then from there, I just uh, continued taking, this is 2015. Um, so from there, I just continued taking pictures you know, so here you, and there. So I think that that was something that I found really interesting just when I like lightly looked, like looked you up on yeah. your website. Like yeah. that was something you mentioned in your bio. I don't really research hard mm -hmm. people. I just like, I know you through your Instagram and how you present yourself. And I'm like, Corey's cool ass dude. Right. Like, I definitely want to interview him. He seems that. like he's hustling like, I'm like, damn, he gets more work than me all the time. I'm like, damn it, like this guy's really killing the game. Yeah, I'm trying. But the some the thing that I noticed about you, I was like, oh, like, you actually went to school for this, which was something that, out of everyone I've even interviewed, including myself, mm -hmm. I haven't ran into. Do you do you think it helped you? Uh, to be honest with you, um, my driving force behind going to college was to be the first in my family to go to college. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't go to college because I wanted to do this post-college you went to college just to go to college yeah um spent the money it is what it is uh, i learned you know some things through school I, most of it i learned you know trial and error on my own but the um back to george mason their video program is really new um and their video program is actually called film and video but it's geared towards filmmaking, which I had no interest in. Were you in. using a digital camera with like old school film stuff? No, digital cameras. Oh, okay. Um, and most of their most of their classes, uh, well, so part of the reason why I didn't gain too much from being there was because most of their classes were geared towards filmmaking, which I didn't really have an interest in. I just like oh, content creation. Like making, oh, you, wow, so you were already on the content. Yeah, so forward. this was, by the time I got into my major, it was 2014. I started doing this 2011, 2012, just on my own. So I'd oh. been like two or three years in by the time I got into their program. Oh, shit. Um, and their program just geared towards um, just making films. Um, so sound and lighting class was for film, but obviously I can use that for other things. I had a screenwriting class, which I had no interest in writing, um, but it's cool to learn. Damn. Um, yeah, classes like that, like all the different 
um, but parts these, of filmmaking. But these seem like building blocks that definitely helped you, like yeah. learning lighting, learning audio, mm -hmm. learning like how to tell a story with film. Like these definitely seem like some things that have concrete benefits. Absolutely. Um, there, there was a. The only thing I didn't like about the program is you couldn't test out of certain things. So, for example, I was forced to take an intro to video editing. Remember, I got into video in the first place from editing. So by this point, I was editing three or four years already, and it was like the basics of learning, you know, the software and this, that, other thing. So for me, it was like, okay, like, you know, I breezed through the class. Mm. Um, and then after that, it was advanced editing. Wait, did you say you couldn't get tested on it? So they won't let you test out of courses. So, oh, oh, yeah. I thought you meant like there was no like actual test. It was like, oh, I guess it's subjective art. But no, you're saying that like you couldn't just be like, look, guys, I know what the fuck I'm doing. Exactly, exactly. Okay. They, you know, didn't, didn't allow that. Okay, they um, want that money. Exactly, they were like, exactly. Yeah, we want, we want that money for this semester. Exactly. Yeah. So then I took that to be able to take advanced editing thinking I would learn more. Walk into advanced editing and as a graduation requirement as a senior, it's either you make a senior film or you work on a senior senior film. Me, I didn't, again, I didn't want to get into filmmaking, so I worked on one of my friend's films. Um, so the entire course for that semester for advanced editing was working on someone's senior film. Oh, so yeah, that's chill. It was, it was chill, but I was expecting to learn something in advanced editing, which, you know, I didn't. Um, there was one project that we did do that was focused on sound, and I don't remember my professor's name, but she's incredible. Um, and she... The, the basis of the project was was sound. Um, so basically we had to create a story through sound. So we had to be able to, people had to be able to listen to it in our class and be able to tell what was going on. So I remember mine, mine was uh, anti-texting and driving. Um, so what I did was I had, when we played them in class, we had to close our eyes and at the end of you know our thing playing of just the audio, people, um, people, people had to guess. guess. Yeah, so um, mine was an alarm went off and then you hear like a text alert. Um, and then you hear like someone get out of bed. Um, it would have been too long if I had the whole like take a shower, brush your teeth thing. So I think I just ran the water for like um, washing your face. I had like tying shoes. Oh, so I had, 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 had like a, a time length and everything. Too. Well, no, not necessarily. I th actually, yeah, we might we might have had one. But regardless, I just didn't want it to run too long. Literally, I could tell you texting and driving in two seconds. It'd be like the the. And then, and then a car horn. <laughs> well, I, Stop texting. So, bro. yeah. So I wanted to build more of a story behind it. So I started with, like, getting ready. So then I had footsteps going down the stairs, keys jangling. So were you were you already tapped out, like, mentally at this point? Like, were you like, okay, I know what I want to do. I'm here just to get the degree for my family's sake. I was I was tapped out when I went in um, because I'm not a school person. Um, oh, yeah. so and, at the beginning, you just kind of, were you, you just, like, picked something, I guess. Well, so I was doing my gen eds, and... All my gen eds I took in high school, um, which was annoying. But then I was like, all right, cool, I'm done with my gen eds. I'm in my major now. I'm going to learn you know, a bunch of stuff. I was expecting to be pushed more than I was. Mm. But I guess like I'd been pushing myself hard already externally. It's really interesting because I'm, I'm, I'm very much in the same boat where, except what I did has a little less practicality mm. than what I do now. I went to school for audio engineering. Okay. So in slash music production. Right. Um, but it... It was weird because they trained us like, uh, like we were composers. Like I was gonna write music, That's so I was like, like I was like classically trained. Yeah. So I, I, it was weird because I had to learn music theory. I had mm -hmm. to make sight singing. Yeah. I had to like do all these things, and I'm just like, guys, I, I just want to make electronic beats in the studio. I don't need to know how to like. I, I guess I, I guess I can see how it helps. Yeah. 
But like I was very much in the same boat where I was like, okay, I just got to get this degree for my family, mm -hmm. get that bachelor's mm -hmm. because it'll get me some job. Yeah. And it was just, it's just crazy because now at the end of it, I'm so far from that. Now it does help me like setting up this podcast mm -hmm. to like how to work mics, how to get sound levels, right. why my video audio sounds at least halfway decent. Mm -hmm. But um, I don't know, it just feels like such a common thing with people our age. Uh, and how old are you? I'm yeah. 24. I'll be 25 in January. Oh, damn. I'm 28. So we're yeah. not that big difference. People yeah. are a generation where it's like you go to college for this like societal pressure. Mm -hmm. yet, we're, we're, yet we're artists, creatives mm -hmm. at heart. But we go because our parents are like, okay, you need to. Well, my parents didn't make me. It was something that I wanted for myself. Oh, I was forced to like shit. Uh, but really? you wanted to go. Yeah. So my, uh, you know, I have, I have older cousins and stuff like that. And some of them have gone to school and not finished. Some of them have never gone to school, and then I'm the oldest of three, so I wouldn't have set an example for my brothers as well. Mm, um, so that's, and then my parents, you know, my mom started school, didn't finish, my dad never went to college at all, so I just wanted to be the first. You know, my grandfather, he went to, he went to school, but you know, school back then is way different than it is now, so I just wanted to be the first, definitely in my generation, but in my, in my family to mm. go to school. So that was, it wasn't, my parents didn't make me, um, they could have cared, my parents are super supportive, so they could have cared less, like, what I did, as long as I had a plan or a goal. As long as you were working towards something. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so college was something I chose, it was just, so I chose George Mason, um. But dang, dude, you've been, you've been in the game for a long time. You've been in the game for, like, six years. Creatively, yeah. Yeah, like, you've been mentally working on this, creatively, like, whether. It was subconscious for a few years. When, when did you decide to start like working towards a business because you don't just one day open an LLC. I get yeah. like, it's, so, <laughs> it doesn't happen. Like, like yeah. when did you like start mentally where you're like, okay, I'm going to try and work to make this like a business. Were you like working at like McDonald's in the part time? So I was, um, through high school, I worked, I worked retail jobs, um, continued into college. I worked at, uh, I'm bad at keeping jobs. Uh, so I worked at Gap outlet. Then I worked at finish line then Columbia Sportswear and then Nike, but at Nike I stayed there for three years. Yeah, I was hoping we we worked at some of the same places nah, in the mall or something. Nah. Really yeah, I stayed at Nike for three years. Um, okay, I okay. really enjoyed that, but the problem, the reason why I left was because they started cutting hours, was paying for my car, like trying to save yeah, for and next it's semester. Retail, dude. Fuck exactly, no, exactly. Does. So I had a friend that was um that was teaching already, and she's like, hey, like you know, come in and apply, blah blah blah, and I was like, yeah, I don't want to teach, like whatever. But I had done basketball training because my dad's a full time trainer, um, under his own business, and I was like, you know, I, I don't want to do that. Um, so, so you were working retail, um, and then what happened? Like, like when did you just make that? that so I was looking for for receptionist jobs. I was like, you so know, that was after that Nike job. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So the Nike job, they eventually cut me down. Like I was working like four hours on like a Sunday afternoon. That's pretty so. much like a go go fuck yourself. Exactly. Like, exactly. We all know what that is. Exactly. So I was like, and it was the whole. I hate that. Yeah, they just had too many employees, and it would, it just got to the point where I was like, you know, I'm not able to. I was able to pay my bills because I had money saved, but I wasn't able to save the amount of money that I wanted for the next semester. So I was looking at uh, receptionist front desk jobs, couldn't find any. Started dipping my savings. My mom's like, yo, you got to do something. Um, Talking to my friend. She mentioned that weeks go by, still don't have a job. So I came in, applied. They hired me. Where? I didn't, uh, this is uh, it was Miniland Academy. Oh nice. Um, so then I applied. Um, they called me back the same day. They wanted to interview me the next day, and then did my interview. They hired me the same day. I was working the next day. Whoa! Um, Everything needs. Yeah. So they were they were that job was amazing. Um, I loved working with kids. The staff was great. Um, the money was a lot better than the retail money I was getting. And then the hours they were extremely flexible. My director was really great with my schedule. I would give her like my schedule by semester, 
and literally whatever hours I wanted to work around classes. Like I would work a split sometimes. Oh, so like you're going to school morning. and working yeah. in anything? Yeah, 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 I mean that was some great client, some great client training, working mm-hmm. with kids, the new clients. Yep. it's like what a great course. Exactly, learned a lot of patience <laughs> and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. So then I was so long story short, I continued working there. I stayed there for like three years. Um, well, I, they promoted me to manager my last semester now, was in this, school. Was the thought manifesting no, at that point? Still, it was still just like. I'm just working and yep, doing going exactly. To school. Okay. So more so, like I, I wasn't really doing too much creative stuff when I was in school, just because I didn't have time between working and fulfilling my assignments for classes. Very true. Um, so, you know, I continued working there. My last semester of college, they promoted me to manager, um, which was sick. I did a Redskins internship somewhere in between there, uh, which is a great experience. Yeah. Um, and then, um, I asked them for more money. And because I, you know, I was coming up on graduation, I was like, you know, I'll have a degree, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And they're like, all right, cool. They're like, well, since we promoted you to manager and you got, you know, a pretty big raise, which I did, um, they're like, we can't raise you again right now. What we'll do is we'll raise you again in the fall. It's like, perfect. I understand. Fall Good comes sense. around. They didn't raise me. I'm like, Ooh. okay, you know, I'll, I'll wait a little bit. Waited through the winter. Still didn't. And we're looking at like December by now. Didn't get a raise. And then I was like, you know what? Like, I'm out of here. Um, there's another school that opened up nearby. I knew the director that was going to be there, so I got the money that I wanted starting there. And then I worked there, um, that was from January, like late January through July. Um, and during this time, it was slow for me, and by this time, I'm working full-time. I'm done with school, I already graduated full-time the previous school, spring. Yeah, exactly. graduated. Yep. So, um, the director that had hired me, she had some health complications, had to leave. They hired a new director, and she was just a nasty woman. Um, oh. We had great staff. Um, and people started leaving and I, I'm never one to leave because other people leave, but I was just very unhappy. Like I've, I've never been that unhappy in my life. Like I would come home from breaks and just like, I never broke down like crying, but like, I've never felt that low. I'm a big like gym person. Like at the time I was going to the gym almost every day after I got off and I shut down going to the gym, wasn't doing anything creatively. Whoa. Yeah. She, she killed you that. Yeah. She was that. Yeah. It was just a negative environment. She was that negative. Wow. Yeah. Never, and you wow. never realize sometimes like how. Cause you spend so much time with negative exactly. people so, that it starts to revolve. So it wasn't even like, the staff, but it was just like the environment and it was just her. So it was like, you know, I spent eight hours a day there. I would go in at eight 30. I'm leaving at five 30. You breathe on your goddamn neck. Exactly. Exactly. So then, um, so then, so the way I became full time was that. It was April, and I was booked through May, mostly graduation pictures and random photo shoots and stuff. I was like, all right, like this, like, and at the time I was working Monday through Friday, so I only had my weekends open. But but it was that that sort of low. Mm-hmm. It was that low. Mm-hmm. Is is that what got you thinking about? Well, more about so so I was I was in the low, but I was taking paid work. I wasn't doing anything creative. I was. Oh, so, oh but work. you were still working on the side, just like yeah, yeah, doing gigs yeah, and stuff like exactly. that. Exactly. Okay. Um, so I was just, you know, taking paid work on the weekends. That was really the only time that I had. Um, so I remember it was April. I had a few shoots in April. Nothing, you know, to break the bank. Um, I was booked through May. Mostly graduation and different fashion and just random photo shoots. I was like, all right, like, this is sick. And then had a really good month in May. Um, and then it was like the middle of May. I'm My June weekends are already booked all the way out. And I was like, all right, this is sick. I was like, you know, two good months. It's the middle of June, and I'm booked through July, and I was like... And what kind of work were you getting booked for? Was it, uh, like, what was it? Uh, around this time, it was, it was a lot of graduation stuff. Um, you know, people graduate April, May. Um, I think I had a wedding, just like, I think a couple of modeling shoes. I think it was just a bunch of random did stuff. Just, just, just anything that came Yeah, and it just so happened, like, 
people started hit, and I think another thing that helped is I started posting on Instagram more at this time. Um, mm. So people started hitting me up more. Um, and so then I started looking at the money and I was like, you know, I'm making from, you know, there's four weekends essentially per month. Um, so eight days and I was doing about two shoots a day. So I was doing, uh, let's say I was only working two hours uh, per day. So I'm looking at what, 16 hours a month? Um, opposed to the 40 that I was working at my full-time yeah, job. Just on the weekend. Yeah. And I was like, and I remember, I think it was the month of June or I was July and I was, I made the same amount on weekends that I did the entire month at my other job. That's and I was insane. like, this isn't adding up. And I and you actually enjoyed it. Exactly. And you exactly. And exactly. You were like, wait a minute. Like, whoa. So then I thought, I was like, well, what if I opened up my weekday schedule to be able to take in more work and I'm not first off killing myself on weekends. Second off, you know, working at this miserable, miserable job. And then just third, like, able to do more work and something that I love. So I talked to my dad. Um, again, he's an entrepreneur, so he was all for it. Talked to one of my good friends, Ricky, out in California. He moved. He's from Ashburn, but he moved out there to pursue his whole fitness thing, which he's killing. And then just prayed on it a lot and just made the jump. Um, wow. Like, late July, early August. Yeah. And then, um, again, my dad's an entrepreneur. So of last like, year? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So my dad... Um, like, you know, make sure you get your business situation straight, your LLC, blah, blah, blah. So I did that. And that's been dope. That's dope you, that you had like a parent to influence you mm -hmm. into that or to even just like check you because there's no real entrepreneurship in my side of the family. So when, when I say, oh, yeah, I want to do something creative for a living, it's everyone's just like, huh? they don't get you, it. Yeah, you, they don't get it. Mm -hmm. You got a degree. Why aren't yep. you using your degree? Like, you know, it's it's like, wait, why why are you doing this? It it, it doesn't make sense in their head. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, my family's very supportive. Yeah. So I'm not ragging on right. them. I'm just right, saying right. that, like, it's just so cool that you had that, like, person. Like, yeah, dude, it's totally possible. Mm -hmm. So he, he does basketball training. Um, So his is more of a physical kind of work but instead of, of like, day, creative. It's still but he So, run. I mean, him just being an entrepreneur to begin with, he understood it. Um, and he's also, he's always been passionate about just helping kids, but he does it through basketball. Mm. Um, so he just like, you know, understand, you know, having a passion and working towards it for, you know, and just doing what you love and making a living off of it. So I never, and same with my mom, my mom's not an entrepreneur, but she has always been supportive as well. And they've never been, they'll, they'll challenge you in regards to, they want you to make sure that your decision makes sense, but they don't challenge you in the sense of not supporting you. So I've always had that support, which is amazing. That, that, I've been that's blessed. a healthy way to look at it. Mm -hmm. Challenge your ideas, but don't dis like don't ne knock them. Exactly. Like, don't, exactly. It's cool. So your dad was like, "Dude, why not?" Mm -hmm. And you made the jump. Yeah. LLC made the jump. Yep. And so here we are. Here we are. That's crazy. Year, like, how's three it, months how, later. How's it going? Like, how do um, you, so what, my what's, so what's your so perspective on it, man. I love it. Um, I have zero regrets. Um, my only regret is I wish I would have saved. I wish I would have stayed at that job for maybe a month longer and just saved a little bit more money to just kickstart me from where I wanted to be. Where I mm. thought I just budgeted a little bit wrong. Um, but I mean, I'm I'm doing really well. It's been a good year. Um, at the time, I only had about August through December as my first, you know, first official time being full time. Um, August and September into October were pretty great. November, it slowed down and December was like dry. And then going into 2018, January, same thing. February, same thing. Mid-March was okay. And then April like blossomed again. Um, so crazy how yeah, luckily I had things. some money saved. Um, so I was fine through the winter. Um, had my car paid off by January. Um, so 
But what I took away from that was to budget my money accordingly throughout the year. But it's something that I feel like you learn. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's something that I'm, I think mm-hmm. I'm about to learn. Like, right. you saying that making me think, okay, shit, like, thank God I've been saving a little bit, mm-hmm. but... You just never know. Yeah, you don't you know. You just never know. I mean, I think that's smart business for anyone. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But let alone creatives mm-hmm. who rely on getting gigs. Especially here because we're more seasonal. Um, you know, if we were to go down to Florida or to California, Texas, we're Very fine. True. It's warm all year round. Very true. Um, but, you know, everything kind of gets shut down here in the winter. Um, so, and then the other thing is, like, people don't have as much money to play with because they have holidays and they're either traveling or they're spending money on gifts and this, that, and the other thing. And people more normally recoup their money come late winter, early spring. Um, so that's another factor. I think, yeah, I remember thinking about all these dynamics that go into it. Mm-hmm. I'm just really trying to get people to pay me around Christmas time for these cheesy Christmas photos yep. I'm about to promote yep. after this exhibition. The other thing that um, that's helped me is if you can get into businesses for their holiday parties. Oh, that's um, an interesting event. Yeah, and a lot of times, especially if they're like nonprofits, they have a lot of food cash that they need to burn before the end of the year. Really? So yeah, so normally what I do... Let me go write this down. Yeah, pro tip really quick is uh, sometimes if I know it's a nonprofit, I'll research the company. If I know it's a nonprofit, um, if they ask me how much something is or like how much to shoot their event, I'll ask them what their budget is instead of like me throwing out that a number. Is, that is the best question I have learned in business yeah. is asking people what their budget mm-hmm. is and going a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. Like... Or, or like if, if, if in that case they, they tell you their actual budget, which yeah. they, I don't think anyone ever really does. Mm-mm. They just give, normally give you a number. They, they give you like a ballpark mm-hmm. and then you always go a little higher. Yep. So uh, I figured that out last fall of last year. Um, a friend of mine, his That's mom. a little hack. Yeah. A friend of mine, his mom, he's up in New York modeling, killing it. But his, uh, his mom's still here and she helps. Uh, she works at a nonprofit in D.C. And so he referred um, her to me. And they had... A neighborhood block party. It was like a, it's like DC housing. It's the nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a block party one weekend. They had two block parties, but separate weekends. And I asked her, she's like, how much do you charge? You know, I was only two or three hours, um, for each each day, and middle of the afternoon on each Saturday. And she's like, how much do you charge? And I was like, I was like, let me let me ask this differently. I was like, well, did you guys have a budget in mind? And she was like, yeah. <laughs> This is great. She was like, "We can pay you seven fifty per day." You were like, Please. "Yeah." And after that, I learned my lesson to just ask what, with you know, if someone hits me up for a photo shoot, I have my rate. But when it comes to corporate clients and just business, way I ask them what their budget is because a lot of time I would have never charged her seven fifty for two hours of taking pictures at a neighborhood block party. Hell no, I wouldn't but buy I, that either. I mean, I made fifteen hundred in four hours. Crazy. And, and, and the best part is that like editing the photos took like an hour. So I mean, event photos. I normally do. I'll select all the ones that I really really like. Um, you know, after I upload them, throw them in Lightroom, batch edit. Takes me hour max. Normally like thirty minutes. So That's if easy. you're talking about you know real hours of work, we're saying it was, they're both in D.C. I live in Loudoun County, so let's say an hour commute, two hours of each is three hours a day. So we're looking at six hours and an hour to edit each one. So that's eight hours. Eight hours, I mean, $1,500. Sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> and, 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 on, and on top of that, the odds of you meeting another client on the job. Mm-hmm. Then on top of that, you get to interact with people. On mm-hmm. top of that, you, you get to be on your feet and you get to be doing active. You're not just sitting behind a desk yep. for the whole time. I got fed. And you get fed. I got fed. And that's the best part. Yep. That's great, man. Crazy, right? Dude, I I am so about this nonprofit life. Yeah. Shit. So definitely looking at nonprofit, especially, you know, so fall do you, time. So do you shoot... A lot of events, because in, in my opinion, I've always tacked you as 
a photographer who who lives in the fitness industry. So, um, are you asking financially or creatively? Um, I I think yeah, that that's a great question mm-hmm. because I I you could ask me the same question. Yeah, I, I'd probably come with the same answer. Yeah, so if, uh, I'll I'll just tackle both. Um, financially, uh, events. Um, that's which I don't, I don't post great. too much on social Same. media. I have Same. like, yeah, it's just, I don't want to be in a club photographer on Instagram. I just don't. Um, but club, club photography pays like ass. It does. Um, that's the reason why, um, I don't really do it. Um, I, no. and Hell it was, it was, you know, it was kind of crazy because there was probably a year, year and a half where I really wanted to get into it. And I, I struggled to get into it. Um, and then I finally cracked into it. Did I started with bars actually? Oh really? Got into bars, built getting into just event photography in general, or getting into just, just clubs, just just clubs. Um, okay. Just clubs. Um, you know, I was thinking it was a breadwinner. Um, started with bars. Yeah, you're just chasing at that. At, exactly. this, at that point, you're just chasing. Because you see how much money they bring in. So yeah. it's like okay, you like, know, like, photographers like, get paid well. Yeah, yeah, they got a budget. Why not? Exactly. I make you look lit. Yeah, to be in a club. Exactly. You're a young dude. So then I got. Um, I started getting club jobs because of my bar portfolio. I did a couple different events for different um, formals when I was at Mason. Um, so my portfolio looked fine to be able to, people trusted me doing their clubs. Um, so I did, you know, a few clubs. Um, I've done, I've shot at most of the clubs in DC and I, all right, we talked about that. Remember, yeah, we, you, we were DMing that you, one day. We, we were talking about how the club photography is just trash. Yeah, so it's awful um, because DC is a very creative area, even though most people on the outside don't look at it that way. And there's a lot of talented people in the area. Um, if you look at it, most of the talented photographers don't do club stuff. Um, and if you look at the, if you go to the clubs, you know, whether it's their website or their social media pages, it looks terrible. It looks awful. It looks like some terrible Jersey Shore, exactly, exactly, commercial douchey. And, it, and the reason the is, yeah, this isn't a jab at anyone that does club photography or is in the club scene now, or you know the photographers that are shooting in DC clubs. But the the I know promoters personally and club owners, and they're willing to pay the cheapest rate for. They don't care what it looks like as long as they're paying, as long as they're not taking much money out of their pocket. So yeah. they, that, which is awful branding. That doesn't make sense to me. Well, I think, I think a lot of what it is, is it's, it's not so much the photographers. I think it's just the overall brand mm-hmm. of that club mm-hmm. and the fact that maybe the idea that these other third parties come into the club. Yeah. And then they have their event, mm-hmm. and the club is like, okay, well, you just take care of your own damn self. But then the club is left posting these cheesy flyers yep. on the weekends, like, yep. come to Dirty Bar. <laughs> and they all have the same, uh, what is it, the same Ciroc vodka mm-hmm. pouring into, like, yep. the champagne glass. And it's just, it, I, they, they leave so much money on the table by not building their brand and paying, you know, good right. money for, right. for a photographer exactly. to come make the hype video right. or to take you know, fun photos of the bartender with enormous boobies yeah, and exactly. bottles or right. whatever it is. Right, That's what brings people in. Um, and it's kind of crazy because I, I don't go out too much, but I do go out when I do travel. Um, and I was... Yeah, exactly. I've been to places in Miami and, like, their pictures don't look like that at all. Dude, they are on their shit. Exactly. Because it's so competitive. Exactly. And then, so I, you know, I go out to California all the time. Um, I don't really club in San Diego, but I have friends in, in L.A. So I'll party with them when I'm in L.A. and I'll just drive down to San Diego um, but you know, you look at when you're in the club, the photographers are amazing. And then when you look at the pictures after the photographers are amazing. When I was in LA last time, I went to, uh, one of my friends, a couple of my friends, they're really good friends, um, with a club, a big club promoter in 
uh, LA. Um, so they got us the hookup. We went to a day party that Drake was actually hosting. Um, and we got tight photos yeah. of Drake performing. So, so the photographer a, there, he, uh, I don't remember what body he had, but he had a higher quality, you know, DSLR body. And his lens was a 70 to 200. It's not a cheap lens. And he was like Good climbing team, on shit, taking pictures. Now, he got amazing pictures of Drake. And I know this because I didn't find his Instagram. I saw the pictures everywhere on Instagram the next day. Um, they were on Drake's page. And then Drake's posse, they, they all, all had pictures, them. they posted them, and then like, you know, I saw enough of them, they ended up, this is before the Explore page, now where they cater it to different things that you like, it was, well, no, it, was, it, was, it wasn't as specific as it is now, but it was moving towards that, but because I had been looking at the Drake pictures, I saw more of those pictures re reposted on Drake fan pages, like, and this, and then I eventually found the guy's, you know, photography page, he wasn't a huge photographer, but he, had, he did a lot of club stuff for that club, and all of his work was amazing. I know they paid him well because first off, they bring in a lot of money. Second off, his quality is amazing. Um, if you have Drake reposting your pictures, like you've kind of made it. Yeah, <laughs> if, if, if your quality is enough where like even if Drake's not the guy reposting it, but the person managing is exactly. like, oh, this looks good enough, then. Mm -hmm. And so it, it was a day party though too. Mm -hmm. Oh, even better, you don't gotta use Flash or mm -hmm. anything. That's it. Yeah, so after, after that, especially when I came back and I was still doing a little bit of club stuff, I was like, this isn't it. Um, and I, I'm not gonna, they benefit from me taking a short and me taking the pictures for them. I don't, like, first off, I live, you know, 45 minutes from DC. Clubs don't get popped until 11, 30, 12. I'm not gonna spend my, you know, 12 a.m. to 3 a.m. in a club for $100. Like, I'm just not Dude, doing Dude, and it. that's literally how much people think they can pay. Exactly. I remember I reached out to this promoter, Mostly because I was curious how much. Mm -hmm. I, knew, I knew I wasn't going to take it because I knew it was going to be low. Mm -hmm. But I reached out. And I'm not going to say any names. Yeah. I won't call them yep. out because I like what they do. Yeah. And and I was like, yeah, how much? And even he was like, whoa. He's like, he's like, bro. He's like, he's like, you sure you want to do this? Like, Because he knew that my level was above it. Like, he knew I was. But I was like, yeah, let me just see. Mm -hmm. And he goes, yeah, so we, we need you to get there at 5 p.m. <laughs> and then you need to work until like 2 a.m. And we'll give you $150. But the thing is, people take... I think another issue is, like, the fact that, like, people take it. If one day all photographers in this area just shut, like, just said that they weren't taking that, they would be forced to pay more money. But the problem is, people are so thirsty that they're willing to take that money. But do you think they'd recognize, like, it doesn't get popping, but also the quality is different? So, they know. They just don't care. Um, I have friends that work for clubs. I have friends that are promoters for clubs. And I've talked to them about it, and they have said that they know um and they, they don't care they care um whoever's paying doesn't care they oh. care in regards to keeping their money they don't care in regards to the quality do you think like how do you fix the problem do you think that like maybe someone starts a club promotion like photo video agency and goes to the club and makes a private deal and so says, i've hey, i've thought about doing that myself the problem is, the, is the problem is i don't know enough photographers so there's a lot of great photographers in this area but nightlife photography is very different than shooting portraits. Yeah, a lot of people, well, come on, dude. Anyone can shoot a natural light portrait. Exactly, exactly. And edit the eyes and make the skin look good. But bouncing light off of different walls and stuff like that, and, you know, in a club is very different. Flash photography is not it's easy. It's a whole different yeah. beast. And I learned man. that through weddings, actually. So I was blessed to learn that through weddings. But um, I just don't trust enough people, because, you know, there's tons of clubs in DC. And you're looking at Friday and Saturday nights, and sometimes you're looking at day parties or people. Well, what do we do, man? After this, why don't we just start? We can do it. We can do it. I just don't want to stretch myself too thin. Yeah, I feel you on that one. Um, and I also don't want to bring in people that I don't trust, and then end up 
that reflects poorly on me. Big facts. Um, but I have honestly thought about starting a company that I feel like that's like handles a, all the media that, for that's DC. Like a, that's like a training, uh, like a training thing, mm-hmm. and then on top of that, it's also like a, a trust thing. As far as like being a boss and CEO, you have to be able to like let go of some control mm-hmm. in hopes that it comes close to your quality. Exactly. Of and I'm sure sometimes you'd, you'd be you'd be surprised. Right. But I mean, that's a really interesting idea. Like, I feel like that would have to be the deal. Mm-hmm. Is you make you make the deal with what's like a big book called Burn here? Living room. Living decades. room. Decades. Living room. I want like a monthly retainer. We're gonna deliver this, this, and this for your socials. Here you go. It's doable. I mean, I want to do it with you, but we just have to find enough. I mean, again, there's so many clubs in D.C. It's just, it's doable if we just have to find. You could take over the town. Yeah, literally, though. Like, you could could literally take, like, a smaller club or a bar, work it for four or five months, like, give them this amazing online social presence, and then everyone's like, take my money. Right, right. That's crazy. And then it's, um, it's, a lot of, a lot of stuff like that leads to different avenues, um, I was posting club stuff. Uh, this guy recently hit me up a few weeks ago. We had scheduling issues. I shot. I ended up shooting his. He's a uh, new owner of a restaurant in Chantilly. Um, I think I saw some of that in your story. Yeah, uh, this is this past week, earlier in the week. I feel like I, I feel like I've been seeing so much food photography recently. So <laughs> not just on your page, but yeah. So I um, as far as getting kind of kind of weird. Um, as far as me personally with food photography, I uh, and this is still what pays the bills. Yeah. Um, Very much. To be honest with you, most of my money comes from video. Mm, um, yeah. My rate for video is a lot higher. Um, a lot of times I'll sneak in pictures for people when I do video, um, depending on what the topic or what, the, what I'm shooting, um, so I can convince them to pay me X amount of money. Because I'm like, hey, like, I'll give you some pictures too. And they're like, oh, like, cool. I'll get... And I normally tell them, like, hey, this is my video rate. This is my photography rate. Mm. I'm going to give you my video rate and I'll give you some photography. So really, it's not much work that's extra on my part. How do you, how do you charge for video? Because that's just something that I'm so familiar with. What, what's like your approach to it? Um, so it depends. Um, I have a flat um, that I start out the gate with. Baseline. Basic. Um, based on additional stuff that they want, then I'll increase or decrease. Um, I don't take a lot of music videos because... I want higher production value, and the higher the production value, the higher I'm gonna charge. So I have my base, right? And then that's one location, like that's it. We'll do um, you know, several takes, but like no outfit changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you wanna do second location, second outfit change, increases. And then normally people don't do more than two or three, and then by that point after that, if they want drone stuff, I charge a minimum for my drone stuff in addition. Dang. So um, a lot of people don't want to pay um, you know, what I charge for music videos because they're like, all right, like I have three locations and I want drone stuff. And I'm like, that's fine, but you're looking at this price. And like, you know, if you want to pay that, that's cool. You can get thousands of dollars. Exactly. And I'm just like, music videos are work. Um, and I'm not going to... I'd rather take that time, like, if you're not going to give me that money, I'd rather take that time to, you know, do some research, find another client. Or yeah. I can do two shoots in that day. People and people see a Cole Bennett video, and they're like, hey, make me a video like this. And you're like, yeah, okay, this is going to cost you thousands of dollars. It's, it, it looks easy. Exactly. So I did a vi- music video for, there's an artist named Cam Wells out um, from the Fairfax Oakland area. I did his music video summer of last year. Um, I started getting hit up. That video blew up on Facebook. I, like, 30,000 views. Damn. I think 20 of those came in a week. That's lit. Yeah. Um, shout out to Cam. Um, but I started getting hit up 
by people for to, videos yeah because i shot it i edited it you know the whole nine and i told people i was like look like this is what it's gonna cost for like what you want and i didn't i didn't get a lot of music video i didn't accept a lot of music video work after that just because like i wasn't gonna short myself because like that that was an all-day shoot that's a good question like when they are not moving on your price mm -hmm. do you do you find that budging on your price leads to dealing with a client that is of lower it depends I'm trying, um, to be, I'm trying to be careful with my wording yeah here. yeah yeah because yeah, everyone you know doesn't have the means um it depends some people have been they'll dm me or email me i always give priority people that email me it's just like i just love receiving emails as opposed to dms like i have my email like button right there in my instagram bio it's on my i have a form submission on my website like it's easy um, I get the DMs are easy, but to me, emails are just that much more professional. So I try to help out the people more if they email me. Mm -hmm. um, but regardless, um, when people tell me straight up, like, I'll give them a rate. And they tell me straight up, I can't afford that. I appreciate what you do and respect your work. So when I have the money, I'll come back to you. I have them back. I'm like, I appreciate your honesty. Because I remember what it's like. I'm not, I'm not balling right now, but I remember, like, what it was like not to be able to afford certain things. So, so instead of you saying, okay, I need you, you just say, okay, thank you so much. Well, no. So, I, I mean, if they're straight up like that, I'll be like, you know what? You seem genuine. And I'll cut them. Like, I never cut more than, like, $50. Um, but normally that's enough to, you know. <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, and they, because they know it's an, op like, I don't do a lot of sales or anything like that. They know it's an opportunity. And they're speaking to me directly. I'm not posting some flyer on Instagram. Um normally though i don't i don't budge um and it depends on what it is photo shoots i'll normally budge a little bit um especially if it's outdoor if it's studio like they're always paying for studio time i never pay um yeah you should yeah videos videos i almost never budge um or what i'll do is i'll try to get them to buy more than one video and then I'll drop their price for them. So it's like, okay, you're so some, paying so less. Some, so sometimes you'll come down like a, just like a little, a little bit. bit. To see I never do anything you. crazy. Yeah, you won't go like hundreds of dollars. Exactly. No, absolutely not. I feel you on that. And what I was really trying to get at was I feel like every time I've taken a gig that was just like, all right, well, I ain't got nothing to do that day. Might as well take the gig. Mm -hmm. it's, it's way below my rate, but better than nothing, mm -hmm. right? Every time I've taken that gig, it was a bad experience. Mm -hmm. It was like... It was almost like I wish I didn't mm -hmm. take. I wish I wish I, didn't, I wish I didn't take it's that. Learning game. experience. It, it was it was such a learning experience mm -hmm. because it seems like the cheaper the client, the worse they are as as dealing with them on a client to yeah. customer basis. Yeah, absolutely. And then I just I just got to the point that I was so confident in my work and the level of quality that I was bringing that I knew a lot of people, at least in this area, weren't able to provide. It was like, why? Like I'm looking at you know this person, that person, the other person, and then they're looking at. So you're moving. Are you moving away? No, 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 but, um, but I was just like, you know, I'm providing some of the best quality in the area. Why, you know, there's, there's more creative artists in DC, but in Northern Virginia, I'm killing it. Is it, is it a you problem or a client problem? Um, or just their expectations problem or is it not the right clients? You know what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, I'm, I guess a little bit of all of those. Um, I just, it's, it's tough. I just, I just feel like I provide a certain level of quality that is hard to find and people should pay for that um which is fair on my part and then a lot of people don't realize it's like respectable though. exactly like i'm driving to the shoot i'm shooting and like cool you paid me for the shoot my job's not done i have to edit you know what i mean um so yeah you paid me for an hour of shoot but i have an hour of editing two hours of editing 
you know, with videos, I'm looking at multiple hours. Yeah, videos. So, um, I just, I just got to the, I, I budgeted a lot my first year. Um, and then I got to the point where it's like, I've not budged on prices and lost a lot of work, probably thousands of dollars worth. And I'm not mad at it, but I'm not mad at it. Right. I, um, I established my value. I established that I wouldn't budge. People, people still hit me up all the time. Like, Hey, you know, how much do you charge for this? And I'll tell them like, Oh, well, like, you know, a couple other people that I talk to, you know, they're charging this. Can you do that? And I'm like, no. <laughs> I, and I don't say this specifically, but you contacted me for a reason. There's a reason why you're not working with those people and they gave you their price and you're contacting me now. Yeah, you're like, you're like I'm not Best Buy. I'm not price matching Exactly. It's, exactly. So if you're going to come to me and expect the level of quality that you see that I provide, expect a higher quality, uh, not a higher quality price, but, you know, higher price higher points price that, that matches yeah. that 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 quality um, it's, it's, and again there's a reason why you know you've talked to this person that person that person and you didn't book with any of them but you're contacting me it's because you know i have something that they don't have and, and so why a, should i cheap myself to their price if you're coming to me and you want like you know you don't pay a hundred dollars at, at the grocery store right and expect to get a bunch of free shit on top of that like yeah, you, you, but, if you buy normal chicken, you know that shit's not organic. You. you know, you know the organics thank better. You. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. You, you don't you don't negotiate with the cashier like, hey, you know this regular chicken costs this much. I want the organic one, but I'm only willing to pay the same amount as the regular they say, one. Say no, you can't get it. Exactly. So why am I going to do that to the, my quality of work? I disrespect myself too much at this point. But at, at the same time, it's, I think it's because it's it's it's, it's am. I, I think it's always good to be ambitious about your pricing. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know where I heard that recently, but I recently heard someone talk about pricing ambitiously. And as creators, we should always be doing that. Mm -hmm. We should always be pushing like our price tags mm -hmm. or something. We should always be pricing things so that it makes us feel slightly uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Like like that price where you, where like you, where you feel like- Money oh, talks are always difficult. They're always yeah. difficult. And I feel like questions like we said before, like what's your budget? Make it easier, makes it more- Or puts it in their lap. As, as opposed to us guessing mm -hmm. and shortchanging ourselves. Yep. But I feel like the pricing ambition strategy ambitiously is always a good thing because you can always talk down instead mm -hmm. of talking up your price mm -hmm. later, especially if it's a good relationship and things goes well. Hey, I want to shoot with you again. You said, "Fuck, I, I undersold that one." I thought this was there's a, there's clients that I currently have, and um, you know, not downplaying them. They're amazing people, amazing companies. But there's a couple clients that I have. Well, one one primarily, um, and I lowballed myself the first way time. back when, and they're still a client a year later. But just like a little bit of you is like, Ugh. yeah, and it's you know, it's more of a relationship for me. So yeah. I really don't care at this point. But looking at, you know, it was. And my price now isn't too much different from then, but like you just another fifty or a hundred dollars per project. That's a big deal. Like that adds up over the course of yeah, a year. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, you know, if it were a hundred dollars more, I'm only working with them, you know, once a month. Over a year, it's still twelve hundred dollars. So again, relationships are really big. Um, so I'm not tripping over it too much, but I've had experiences where I've messed myself up. Um, you know, lowballing myself initially and then I do a good job, retain the client, and I'm stuck with that number. It's hard to increase. You can always decrease, like you said. So it's, it seems like we're, and I say we because a lot of full-time photographers in this area are mm -hmm. in the same boat of, even just photographers, I even know in New York, I can't say just us, I can't mm -hmm. be specific, where what you love to do in our photography, well, it's still photography. We're not necessarily doing that thing because creatively, like I've noticed about you, like even like when I'm thinking about what am I going to clickbait this, I'm like thinking, oh, Corey Gray, fitness photographer, like fitness lifestyle mm -hmm. photographer. Yeah. 
but it's so crazy because in actuality it's 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 everyone does a little bit of everything but mm -hmm. everyone prefers something you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. like in that thing you prefer mm -hmm. is the thing that you wish you were getting paid mm -hmm. all that money for yeah that, that that you're working for yeah so so for me most of my income the stuff that i do that pays my bills i don't put on instagram same same i don't uh, put any of my events stuff it's on not it's not aesthetically pleasing on instagram it's not stuff that i want to put on instagram facts, facts dude um, it's not even on your website though most of it, most of that, most of my, uh, I don't, I haven't seen any events on your website. Um, I have, um, I have some weddings. Um, yeah, it wasn't hard so enough. if you go to my video page, I have it broken down and then go to events and it's formal and social formal. I've had some college formals and all my wedding stuff is in there. Um, socials, all my nightlife stuff. Um, but, uh, in the video section specifically, um, you know, a lot of it's just like kind of boring, not, I don't want to say boring, but kind of boring stuff. I've done a lot of interviews, a lot of, uh, how do you feel, how do you feel about, that's one thing that I always struggle with, mm -hmm. with the website or just thinking wise, I'm like, man, like I really should put some, the, the fact that I put events on my website, mm -hmm. but the other part, other part of me is like, man, I do kind of want to keep it like fashion editorial sort of mm -hmm. like portrait and yeah. fine art because yeah. that's, those are the good gigs I want. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day someone might be coming to my website to hire me for events. So yeah. I'm always on that dilemma. Of so like, the way I did it for my site is I did a grid. I, I did a grid on my homepage. Um, I noticed that. Yeah, yeah. And I put all the styles of work that I would like to make a living off of and get more work from on that homepage. And it's more visually pleasing. So I have, you know, some fashion stuff, some portrait stuff, some concert yeah, your stuff. Yeah, highlights. All, exactly, all on the homepage. Mm -hmm. But if, you know, but I do that to attract people into the site like oh this homepage is sick i love this style or mm -hmm. i love these kinds of pictures i want to see more and i have limited tabs on top it's like home about photo video contact so it's really easy to so, navigate so why do i pigeonhole you as a fa as a fitness like industry photographer because you're used to looking at my instagram okay but is that your creative love or uh if i could if i can make a living off of anything the three things i would do concerts um, probably number one, and then these are interchangeable, either portraits or fashion, or not, I'm sorry, either portraits or fitness, mm. and fashion probably fall at number four. Well, fitness is in some way fashion exactly. at the same time, because whether it's like a fitness brand mm -hmm. or something like that, yep. I think, I think a lot of times it's, fitness isn't just like someone doing push-ups, yep. it's like Gymshark or Nike, yeah. but it's, it's got the fitness elements, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why I got that impression, <clears throat> and, and like, but why, if you look at my why? website, you kind of can't tell what I guess, my thing I, I guess is. it is just Instagram. The fact yeah. that, like, you are in shape mm -hmm. and, like, what is... So, do you own 413 Apparel? So, um, I think that's maybe why I think like that, too. Probably. Um, Can you explain what, what, what that so is? So, 413 Apparel is a fitness apparel brand, uh, athleisure wear, um, that my friend Ricky that I mentioned earlier, he's a bodybuilding.com athlete. Um, okay. I'm best friends with his younger brother, Dez. Dez is a personal trainer in the Northern yeah, Virginia area. <laughs> gotta push the biceps ship, up. Ship. Bro, dude, before you came, bro, I did like 50 push ups. <laughs> you gotta do what you and, gotta and do. And then I railed the line of pre workout. We can curl some cameras in here or something if you'd like. Bro, last night, I, I didn't go out last night. I went, I went out and I hit the buys and tries yeah. just for this you interview. You gotta do it. You gotta I, do I it. The, I had to get the night before pump because yep. I, I knew I was gonna be sitting next to you. I was like, I was like, Corey, please wear a hoodie. Like, I don't want, I don't want you to make me look small. Here I bro. am. Here I am. I'll even throw the hood over if you need me to. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So, so, but, so, um, so a little bit of, of a backstory. Me and Des have always known of each other, but we were never friends. This is like from high school. Bodybuilder college. guy. 
Uh, Dez is Ricky's younger brother. Okay, okay. Um, Ricky's a few years older. Ricky's 28. Um, and so me and Dez were always, we always knew of each other. We had mutual friends, but me and him were never actually friends. Um, we both graduated college at the same time. We went to Radford. I went to Mason. And, you know, we followed each other on Instagram. And I saw him posting, you know, fitness stuff, you know, here and there. But most of the time it was, you know, camera against the wall or stuff like that, recording. Uh, I, at the time, I hadn't done any fitness stuff. I didn't know anyone that was into fitness. I didn't, mm. you know, but I, it was something, I've always been the kind of person that I want to try everything, see if I like it or not. I feel you on that. So at the time, I was still trying to find my way. And I was like, hey, you know, I see you're doing your thing, you know, your fitness stuff. If you ever need someone to take some pictures and record for you, you know, I'll do it for you. You know, no charge at all. I'm trying to build my port. He was like, yeah, of course, blah, blah, blah. We met up one day and we just clicked. Uh, we've been like best friends since that was like two years ago. Um, Ricky's his older brother at the time, Ricky was already in California. Um, so Ricky, uh, came home one day for, it was around Thanksgiving. So we're coming up on two years ago that I've known Ricky. Um, and he saw, you know, their brothers, they follow each other, obviously. So he saw all the stuff that his brother had been posting that I shot. So he asked, you know, Des, he's like, yo, like, talk to your boy, see if he'll shoot some stuff for me. And Ricky, had, he was a bodybuilding.com athlete already. So that was a good look for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, club, exactly. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I'm down, you know, whatever, we could do it. So I shot some stuff from real quick. He loved it. It was better than what he had been posting. Uh, there's another guy named Brian DaCosta. Brian lives in L.A. now, but Brian's from the Arlington area. Um, and the two of them worked out one day. Um, I had done s small workout videos. Two of them worked out one day in, in Arlington. And I shot them working out. He loved the bit, like loved the video, um, and that was only like my second or third fitness video that I did. Um, fast forward to the that was fall winter. Fast forward to the spring, um, and Ricky already had four thirteen. It was four four thirteen health and fitness at the time. So he was doing personal training, online training, he had clients and stuff like that in California. Um, and he made a tank top, and basically he made the tank top because he wanted something that was more form fitting and fit, and was cut the way that he liked. Um, so he got one custom made from LA and he posted on Instagram people started hitting up like, yo, I want that, blah, blah, blah. And at first he was just making sales, you know, people at home, the, 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 the stringer yeah. Yeah. where it's like, just stops right yeah. above right, the right, yeah. right above yeah, the nipple. Right there. And, uh, so people, people, you know, it was just simple black head stitch 413 right here, 413 on the inside. And, um, people gravitated towards it really quickly. Um, then, you know, he, uh. Realized, like, you know, he could make a profit from it and see it turning into something bigger. So then, yeah, so then Des started helping. So, you know, then fast forward to late summer. I was, yeah, late summer, early fall. Um, Ricky hits me up and he's like, yeah, like, I think he had made one or two other colors already in the tank top. Um, and he was like, you know, it started to take off and they realized that they needed to put some, so they're making sales from like their personal Instagrams, Facebook at the time. Like, yeah. There's no, no website. No real marketing. Yeah. There's no like Instagram page for it or anything like that. And he's like, yo, I really want you to, uh, be a part of the brand, handle all media. He's like, you know, I trust you. We've shot together before. Like, you know, you have creative reign. And I've never wanted, you know, someone could offer me, you know, $10,000 for, you know, a photo shoot tomorrow. I'll still think about it. I'm not going to jump at it because there could be, you know, different stipulations and stuff like that. Yeah, so yeah. I sat on it for a little bit and one day I hit him up. Uh, he was actually at Olympia, um, the Olympia competition in Las Vegas. I hit him while he was there and I was like, yo, like I'm all in. Um, like whatever you guys need, I'm there. As like a creative mm -hmm. photo. Okay. So my official title is director of media operations. Nice. Um, so I handle all shoots. Um, I choose people. Um, but you're not actively shooting it, all of it. I shoot everything. Oh, wow, okay. Um, so what he does is he gets everything made in L.A. We all brainstorm together. Gets everything made in L.A. 
Um, he'll drive up there from San Diego, pick it up, come down to San Diego, ship it to me. I shoot whatever, whenever, whoever. Um, do all the editing. You know, they'll select the pictures that they want. I do all the editing. For videos, I have creative reign as well. Um, that's going to be pretty cool. I mean, it's dope. So, yeah, I guess that's where my notion came from is the fact that that is like your baby. It's almost your um, mm -hmm. so, part so, of that company. Yeah, so, I mean, when we get to, you know, shares and stuff like that, I'll have a big chunk. Um, right now, it's just, so it's the three of us. We handle most of the execution and production stuff and mm -hmm. pre-production, post-production. Uh, he has an assistant. Shout out to Shelby. She has most of the shipping and stuff like that. Um, we have our group of athletes. One is Erin. She lives near me in Ashburn. Um, we have Lynn and Rich there in uh, San Diego area. Um, and then we have Alyssa and Dez. Um, Alyssa we've had since this past spring. Dang, Dez, that's, that's, Dez. that's super interesting. Yeah. That one, one thing that I always wonder about fitness photography is shooting in a gym. Mm -hmm. That is the worst it's tricky. lighting. Um, you, what's, your, what's your strategy? I've had gyms gym? that were great. I've had gyms that were awful. Um, so to begin with, I don't frame shots i don't have them pose i let just them work out work out let me hit. um you can't if it's organic you can't fake that it was organic if that makes sense you know yeah. what i mean like you can if something's not organic you can fake to make it look organic but you can't if something's organic it's organic so that's what you focus on yeah so i just and then a lot of times like the people that i'm shooting especially like you know des is super into fitness like he's a personal trainer ricky's super into fitness you know all these most of the people that i work with unless it's like a lifestyle shoot they work out frequently. So it'll be one of their workout days and I'm shooting them. So I'm not going to interrupt their workout and have them fake a workout for them to have to come back to the gym later to work out. So I just let them literally go through their so, workout. So you don't, you don't tell them to put fake plates on or anything? No. No. Literally, literally let, let them work out. As far as the lighting and stuff goes, um, I mostly shoot with my 35 millimeter. Um, it goes down to uh, F2. Um, so that helps in low light. Yeah, that's same Um... Are you using flash in there too? I never use flash. Really? Yeah, I never use flash. I was looking flash. at the photos and I was like, damn, the, light, the lighting in here looks really never good. I, I was curious, maybe like you're bouncing off the back or mm -hmm. something like that. Mm -hmm. When I was at Olympia this past um, this past you year. You shoot at nice gyms too. Yeah. I feel like if you shot like Lavi, it's like natural bay windows. There's some there's some dope gyms that I've shot at. Um, there's some also awful ones. And then also depending on, I, I normally use auto white balance and then I'll just color correct and post. I think I, yeah, that's yeah. Um, but there's some gems depending on their color scheme. My camera will do funky things color wise. So I really have to color correct. Um, so, so certain gems are annoying to shoot in depending on the color of their walls or their color scheme in the gym too. I was wondering if there's like some sort of tip or like something different about shooting in a gym that like was different than like an event or shooting at any event um, else. I don't really have one. Um, most people typically do three or four sets of whatever exercise they're doing. So I normally do one set of pictures first. Um, and then I'll, while I'm, they're doing that set, I'll plan how I'm going to shoot the video or the shots that I need. So then they'll get their 30-second to one to two-minute break, start the next set, and I'll have already figured out the shot that I'm going to do for mm -hmm. video. So on that video. specific machine exactly. or whatever it is. Yep. Like you, you shoot it, okay, I got my lighting. Exactly. Then you find the best angle. Exactly. So then yep, I, I normally, if they do three sets, I'll do the first First set picture so I can plan, and then I'll do two uh, sets of video just so I have a backup. Mm. Uh, if they do four sets, I'll do two pictures, two video. I'll alternate picture, video, picture, video. Um, I don't really have any tips. I've just kind of had to figure it out. 
Um, and again, like, you know, they're actually working out. So I'm not going to ask them. Yeah, it's not a fake hey, workout. Can it's you... not a, like, hey, yeah. just come hit arms for a workout. Exactly. Or like, hey, go just, just do squats. But girls do squats every workout yep. anyway. So yep. what's it matter? So a lot of the girls in the fitness industry and just girls all the time, they see their fitspo posting like, you know, their squats or they want, you know, Summer race, but right. yeah, they're doing the lunge. Exactly. So when I, a lot of times when I shoot women, I have them do upper body to show that women can be strong. Mm. Women can curl some weights like men. Women can bench press. Women or, or, can or, hit or, back. Or, or is it because you really just don't want to be that creep in the gym who's like, go ninety, girl. I, I, <laughs> I've done some some leg workouts. You have no um, choice. I guess. Yeah, you have you have no choice. But I mean, as long as the people that you're working with are comfortable with you, you know, doing whatever, then you know you're you're in good standing. It's like, look, woman, this is how you making your money. It's mm. that ass. Okay, sell that I'm program. Go, I'm gonna have to get some. sell that program. Don't think about the fact that mm. I'm gonna be editing your ass moving. Mm-hmm. Don't think about that. Yep. To me, it's just an object yep. at that point. Yep. But I've had I've had some really strong girls, really great girls that I've worked with, and it's great to see that they do upper body or show yeah. that women can be strong um i think that needs to be shown more in the fitness industry instead of people seeing you know their favorite fitness model and her big butt always doing doing, doing, doing squat yeah exactly doing, doing hitting the split leg pose yeah. turning over the shoulder and you know she only posts squat videos that's not real life so it's not so you, you kind of just try to break that stigma as a photographer yeah. like maybe try to show arms and that's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. And yeah. I'm completely joking about the whole, like, taking photos. Oh, of your I, know. Ass. I know. I know. I know. For clarity for people out there, it's, it's interesting because if you're a photographer and you've been in these situations with, like, extremely hot women with features, whatever, you're so disconnected from that. I was talking about this with Illist. I was like, I was like, dude, I saw that. I, I saw like, that. I was like, dude, how are you, how are you in these rooms with these girls who are like half naked that like, if you're doing it for the right reasons Instagram. or you're passionate exactly. and focused on what you're doing, you're not thinking about, Oh, this girl's like half naked or, Oh, this girl's naked. If you are like, thinking that's not that, a thing. then you're in it for the you're, wrong Exactly. Reasons. Exactly. Exactly. I, I think that's what it is. It, 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 it's like this art switch comes on where like, it like turns off mm-hmm. like, like a sexual driver. I don't know how to describe it, but like, you're no longer just like, that's an ass in yoga pants. You're like, you're like thinking about, oh no, the backdrop and this and that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's such a different connection at right. that point. I've done, you know, half naked and like, you know, like nude shoots and stuff like that. And I'm not worried about like, oh, her ass is out or like, oh, yo, I can see her boobs. It's like, I'm more focused on making sure everything's in frame or my lighting's good. fine. Yeah. Than like, oh, like, you know, her ass, you know what I'm saying? Like you get like, you know, you know. You, if you're, you, again, if you're in it you, for the wrong you reasons. You can tell when you see those pictures, too, what, what it was about. You're like, your lighting is messed up, your angle's bad, and it's just ass. And then it's, like, Clearly. so bad that, like, you can't even fix it in post. Like, Photoshop <laughs> and Lightroom's, like, not going to save you at this point. <laughs> the ass is perfectly exposed, but everything else just looks like trash. Yep, yep, exactly. That's crazy. Yeah. So, um, so what's, what's the future? Because you're super young in, mm-hmm. in business yet you are extremely successful from my understanding of your full-time mm-hmm. uh you know getting crazy gig that's 750 for an event what what's what are you what are you aiming towards i'm, uh, not, I'm, have, not, gonna, I'm not gonna ask you a five-year plan that's stupid no, 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 no i have i have some goals um what are you working toward i don't know for for me this whole two years has been just a not to go with the flow because I've been driven the entire time, but I've never expected any of these things to happen. So I didn't expect to be in charge of media for a fitness apparel company. I didn't expect to be going to Vegas because we partnered with bodybuilding.com. I didn't expect you know, to be shooting Grant Cardone in Florida. Like I did, like a lot of these things have just happened. Um, and I think the more I continue to work, the more opportunities like that are gonna present themselves. Um, so I, to a degree, I'm just kind of taking it as it comes. Um, as far as my goals, I wanna start a production company 
uh, before I'm 30, and then I want to have a full, full, full studio. Um, those are my goals by the time I'm 30. Bigger than this, right? Like big. Because yeah. I think with, with I think windows. A, yeah, I think there's a there's a problem with um, at least in this area. You know, I've looked at studios in you know New York and California. The there's, real there's tons stuff. Of them. Yeah, but the thing is like. There's a bunch of them. They're really great studios, and they're a lot cheaper than here. Here, there aren't as many studios. Um, I love stupid expensive. Yeah, so I love uh, Union Two Hundred Six in Alexandria. Amazing studio. They have three rooms. All I've shot in all of them. You know, several times. Love that studio. The hourly is ninety an hour. That seems a lot. It's ninety an hour with a two-hour minimum. Whoa. You're paying two almost two hundred dollars every single time you at least every single time you shoot there. There's a studio that I use. It's actually a camera store called Ace Photo near my house. Whenever, whenever I have product shots, I shoot there because it's only 70 an hour. They don't have a minimum. Um, so I'd rather, you know, drive five minutes from my house and pay 70 for an hour than drive an hour and then be forced into paying. How is that rate different in, like, New York or L.A. or something? I've looked at different studio rates in different areas and $50 an hour. That's how much I charge here. That's what I'm saying. So it's a normal rate. I also don't have a giant studio, yeah. but like that yeah. seems like a reasonable. Where it's, it's reasonable. Like... You'll get more business, um, and then like a lot. Some of them have minimums. I shot at uh, when I was in LA this past summer. I shot at FD Studio for the first time. A lot of like big time photographers. I don't know what that there. is. It's look it up when you get a chance. They have. Um, it's in the uh, fashion district, um, but they have in New York. And this is in LA. Oh, LA. LA. Um, they have three different buildings, and the area is highly congested a lot of people there's a lot of shops and people's mom and pop shops and make their own clothes and stuff like that like boutiques um and there's there's three buildings in the area all within that city they have several studios within the each building the website's incredible um shows you great details as far as like what's what comes with the studios but basically it overlooks the city of la it's like windows all the way around obviously you can close them and stuff like that they have Amazing props. Um, I've taken some. I only shot there once with my friend Zoe, but and it's fifty an hour. Yeah. So like it's like so, crazy, and then right? we 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 booked it for an hour. Um, so we booked it for two hours because she was running late. So even then, it was a hundred dollars. So we split it and paid fifty dollars each. That's not bad. In L.A., overlooking the city of L.A. Um, so it's doable. So I just want like first off, there aren't enough studios around here. At least not you big know, scale studios. I think I think there is a push because I've I've I was I've been just kind of, you know I I've been doing a lot of events mm -hmm. I've been meeting a lot of interesting people yeah and I, there is a push towards helping creatives but only specific creatives I've mm. noticed like, what do you mean by specific so like I could think of two organizations off the top of my head there's mm -hmm. one called the Halicyon Studios which I was supposed to go to this morning but since mm -hmm. I didn't sleep last night I didn't go to right. they had open studios okay and I wanted to go because it's like a super private like they have like uh, small stable amount of artists right like I think it's maybe like eight like seven to ten like something okay. like that only like per six months right in this beautiful old school with beautiful studios mm. but they only help them every six months mm. it's not for everyone right. and these people are like social justice warriors like mm. I was looking at the photographer and he was like he shot the social activism of the starvation in Kenya. And I'm like, oh god, fucking gag me. You know, like it's I'm just like it's a great I, cause, however. Yeah, and yeah. And, and, and yeah, and yeah, and but then he gets like six months paid for, he gets this amazing studio, he gets living in DC, he gets this, he gets all these grants, he mm -hmm. gets put on, and I'm just like, okay, that's cool. 
you know, and, and then I've noticed the same thing. There's another company, not that they're doing this, but I'm just saying yeah, it's yeah. like how they're specific. Right. It's called Stable, and that's like this new thing. You should look it up in D.C. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, I actually was talking to the founders, and we had the same conversation of like helping art creatives in D.C., and what they did is they have an application process where you apply to be uh, an artist or apply to get a studio space there. Okay. And I don't know what their rates are, but they said, but they're saying that like, what, if you get accepted, then you have affordable rates for a studio in okay. DC because DC's maxed out. You really right. can't get any more studio space right. unless you renovate a building, mm-hmm. which is what they did. Mm-hmm. And she was just telling me how like, they will have like a public space for, for photographers to be able yeah. to come in just like on a whim and like a right. private space to do like intimate photo shoots right. and stuff. Right, that's dope. Which was cool, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, it's, 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 it's towards that goal. A little less selective than the Halicyon, but it's very much like, we'll choose you for these private studios, right. and we have some small amount of, for public. Right. But it, it's interesting because a giant studio like FD Studios, mm-hmm. that services everyone on like a whole nother level yep. that a, a renovated warehouse in DC can't. Right. Which is which is which is just interesting, and I don't know if that'll ever help. I don't know if the DC creative scene will ever thrive off of that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, what's that's tough. I would say. I mean, for me, over the past year or two, I've met you know some amazing creative people in the area. Um, you know, the DC, Maryland, Virginia area, um, mostly through social media. Um, but how many of them are still here that were here last year? All of them. Really? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. At least that I know. Um, but yeah, it's just, I just try to stay connected to people. Normally, working with people, I meet other people. So, for example, um, my friend Kylie, um, I shoot her pretty often. Um, but I met her at that music video that I shot for Cam Wells last summer. K Dot? Yeah. So she styled that music video. She styled Cam for that yeah, music she's, video. She's a close I met her, person. and like, it's really strange because we have the same network never cross this girl once like never cross her once and she we have a lot of mutual friends and then come to find out um i, I stopped using facebook like senior of high school like 2012 yeah, and then like i got on one day like a year ago and she tagged me in something i was like i remember like i haven't been on facebook i haven't accepted this girl's friend request go on and like we had been facebook friends since like high school just like didn't know so i mean like you just never you know know so me and her uh, I've worked on a lot of creative projects, just like, you know, the two of us, like, I pulled her into stuff, she's pulled me into stuff, That's uh, cool. for paid That's and cool unpaid work. Like yeah, and, you know, but it's because we networked at that music video. You know what I mean? So I just, I just talk to people, that's, I just meet people. That's the, that's the beautiful part about creative endeavors and just working your own business mm-hmm. or just working towards something that's yeah. not 95 is, yeah. you don't know what's going to happen. Right. I think that's the craziest, most fun part. It's just by being a it's good... It's scary and fun being, at the same yeah, time. Yeah, it's scary, but like, but by having a little bit of belief and a little bit of money in your savings mm-hmm. so you know you won't die Exactly, next exactly. But by just like trusting the process... It's uncomfortable comfortability. Yeah, but by trusting the process and just being a good dude. Like, I, I don't know you for longer than an hour now. Maybe it's a little long an hour. Yeah. But I can tell you're a good dude with good intentions. Right. Like, I feel like other people sense that, and that is what gets these random gigs, and just, just that's what just makes things happen, you know. And that's for me the, personally, it's like that's the journey. Um, I, I've tried to put myself out there more, um, and within the past like six months, people are like, "Oh, like I saw you talking about this, or I saw that you posted this," and like, you know, based on that, like that's why I hit you up to shoot. And I'm like, to me, it's just like 
I just felt like posting the same video on my story, like, but they realized that like, I'm a real person, I'm a, you know, regular person, and they can feel comfortable hitting me up. Dude, it's so important. You can't just hide behind a logo exactly. anymore. You exactly. Have, you have to be, you have to, like, be yourself. Mm -hmm. You are your brand. Mm -hmm. Don't hide behind your photos. And the people that, like, know me, like, know me, know me, like, they know I'm, I'm pretty weird. Like, I'm not gonna lie. Like, they know I'm weird. Um, but they love me for, you know, who I am. And I don't mind, I'm comfortable with myself, so I don't mind posting a video of me, you know, singing to Ariana Grande, hitting the high notes. Like, I'm I'm cool with it. But that's cool. That shows who yeah, you are. It shows exactly. like, oh yeah, this is a cool guy. I'd love to work right, with him. Right, right, right. I mean, that's a, I think that's a great strategy. I've been using that strategy, not strategy, but yeah. like, just keeping it real with people. We're all humans at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's, we're all one-man operations, yep. and you have to be able to vibe with each other. Right on a human level and if someone's looking at you to hire you oh this guy's hilarious he'll, he'll post funny videos but his work is really good too yeah let's, let's hit him up or like oh i'm uncomfortable as my first photo shoot or i don't you know feel comfortable being half naked but i need to take these pictures for you know whatever reason oh he's funny he's entertaining i know he'll be a good time to shoot with or i know that he'll make me feel comfortable it's so important in today's atmosphere yeah. man it's so important in even when i started bruce allen i had the same approach where i'm like okay i'm just gonna be myself mm -hmm. you know and and i and it works. People love that. About, yeah. Probably about you too. You seem like a very uh, ex, like outgoing guy mm -hmm. as well. You could probably go to a room and talk. Which people. has only like been a thing as of the past few years. Really? Um, I'm, I'm still technically an introvert. I don't like, I know a lot of people. Um, I'm not close with a lot of people. I don't mm. like going out all the time. Um, I just like, I'd rather stay in and like watch a movie by myself or just like, you know, stay in with like a couple people or something. Than, like, but you're not an only child. No. My brothers are away at school. Um, are they a lot younger than you? Uh, my younger brother is only three years younger than me. My oh. youngest brother, they're they're um, they're a year and a half apart. Okay, those, those so, are a lot of like only child tendencies. Um, I'm just it's not. I think part of my introvertness has come from me just being independent. I've never had to have anyone pushing me or like tell me what to do. I've just kind of. I think it's like only child or not old, only child older child syndrome. I'm just having like kind of figure it out. You're mm -hmm. like your parents' guinea pig, kind of. Not like, look at Corey. It's more like, Corey, what are you doing? Yeah. So, um, so I think part of my, in, I think part of me being an introvert has come from my independence. So, it, it, but to be, that's what you need to be. You can't be always outgoing and on ten. You can't like, always be how on. How do you get work done? Yeah. How do you reflect on yourself? Mm -hmm. How do you have these conversations with yourself? Like, was my work good? How could I have done better? You know, things exactly. like that. Exactly. Exactly. Well, shit, man. Um, it's been good chatting with yeah, you. Yeah. You want to cover anything else? I don't know. Oh, I got some random questions. Yeah. Canon or Nikon? Canon, easy. Um, oh, and I'm not. Oh, I've only ever had Canon, and you know, so I like Canon. Um, Zoom or Prime? It depends. Um, I feel you on it that. depends. I per I like Prime lenses more because they provide a certain style depending on the focal length that you're working with, and then the bokeh is just better. And then um, they're normally they're normally sharper. Um, but you know. Zoom lenses have have their perks. Like weddings, I normally if like if it's the wedding happening, I'm using a zoom. I can't miss anything. Events, I'm using a zoom. I can't yeah. miss anything. Uh, portraits, you know, fashion. I'm with my prime. Video, I normally use my prime. Yeah. Um, depending on again, if it's a wedding video, I'm not using my prime. Um, unless go. it's like detailed, like you know, the cake or something like that. But um, so I, I can't I can't pick. I need both. I need both. So I can't I can't pick one for you lightroom or photoshop photoshop hands down nice hands down um all the pictures that i post are photoshop i'd rather spend five times longer 
specifically editing. And I only use Photoshop for pictures that are either going on my portfolio or on my Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, if it's for a client and I have to batch edit, Lightroom, hands down. That's offense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but as far as like my go-to is Photoshop. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Do you ever see yourself outgrowing this area? I feel like I'm there now. The reason why I don't have any plans on moving is because I'd rather be the guy here. Big fish in a small pond. Exactly. Um, you go to New York, you have a million photographers I feel and videographers. You go to California, way. it's even worse. Um, I could go to, I've when I've traveled, I've actually gone on like just like you know, random websites and Craigslist and just like seeing you know how many people are like looking for work. It'll be like pages long, but it'll be pages long for that same day. I could kill it in other areas, but I'd rather, if I can make it here, then I know I can make it anywhere. It's I, tough again, I'd rather, I'd rather establish myself here and be the guy here than, you know, I'll be 25 in January, then at 25 years old, like I'm trying to have my life set up by the time I'm 30. So at 25, I'm not trying to have to relocate and start all over again. Yeah, I have, I have friends and stuff in here, different yeah. areas, but like most of my network is here. I'm not willing to, you know, restart. I'm by 30 I'm trying to be established I'm is, not is it to... that worth it or could they just fly you out well, that's the other thing like I do travel for work now so if there was an opportunity that presented itself and I had like you know several clients like big money clients or it was just a crazy opportunity yeah I'd consider moving but again I don't know where my life is going to go and then the time being I'm content being here and I'd rather just be the guy or like one of the guys here or females you know there's a lot of great female artists there in the are, area um you know, I'd rather, I'll just say the person, I'd rather be the person or one of the people here. So I feel like I'm getting closer to that. Um, I feel like if I pick up and move now, like, I feel like I'm not, I'm definitely not where I want to be. And I feel like I'm still, I haven't plateaued yet. Um, so to me, it's like, if I'm on the incline already and I'm still in this area, I don't need to leave because then I'll start at the bottom. Again. Yeah. Especially if you're still going up. Exactly. Do you think you're going to move closer to the city though to be? Yeah. So I'm uh, actually action. trying to move, um, in the spring. Most of my work comes from Arlington DC area. Same. So I'm, I don't mind driving, but it sucks. It sucks. Pain the dick. And like the traffic around here and then, you know, the Amazon headquarters is going to be here too. Oh. It's going to be worse. So I'm trying to be in. I don't want to be in D.C. Um, D.C. traffic always sucks. I'd rather be Arlington, Alexandria area. It's like that, right outside D.C. Because um, then I can still get, you know, see my family faster and stuff like that. Still be, you know, right down the street from D.C. Um, but that's my goal in, um, in spring 2019, summer 2019 at the latest. Um, but financially, I've built up my clientele and used my business enough to be comfortable moving out of my parents' place. I pay, you know, rent there now, but it's not like if I were to have rent on my own. Um, yeah, so I'm that's 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 my primary. I'm always hesitant here. to ask people that question. As far as what? Are you at your parents' place? I am. Um, and my parents don't care. Um, my parents have told me I can stay there until I'm you know thirty if I want. That's not happening. But you can't do it. Um, I can't. I can't. Um, and I wanted to move out last year, but then I made this jump, and it, this is gonna sound wrong. It set me back in terms of financially. No, it's true. Um, it's true. But it set me forward in my mindset and my growth. Um, so I'm just trying to get my finances to catch up to where I am as a person. Um, and, you know, my business is growing really fast now, so I'm able to do that. So that's why, I, you know, literally right now, could I do it? Probably not. Um, but by spring, summer, I'll be fine. Um, it's, it's, and I, I, I'm always hesitant because I'm in that same boat. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's like an insecurity for me. Mm -hmm. Like whether it's dating mm -hmm. or whatever it is, if you want to come back to my parents' right, place, right, smash right, right. But, but 
I think a lot of it comes from the confidence and the belief of, okay, I'm going to take one step back. I'm not going to be in Arlington with all the homies going to all the bars and drinking every mm-hmm. night and spending 20, mm-hmm. 20 cocktails. You know, what? I was doing that when I was working a full time. Yeah, same here. And same it here. set me like in you, hindsight, like the amount of money that I spent, the amount of time that I spent, like obviously I can't get any of that back and money comes and goes but at the same time. Like it'd be nice to have all that money back. Um, and you know, you live and you learn, you grow. Um, so I don't, I don't regret it. Um, if I can go back in time and change it, I probably would. But it, I, I, you know, again, I grew from it, so I don't regret it. But I know exactly what you're talking about. But it's, it's, it's that one step back, even if it is, even if it's not. But if it, if it's, it's that one step back or that one short term L, you know that in two years, three years, four years, hell, don't even get started on five years, you're gonna be so far ahead mm-hmm. of everyone else. Yep. Mentally, emotionally, monetarily, yep. and it's, it, it only feels like an L because monetary wise. Emotionally and happiness level, you're probably I, through like the roof. The past, like the past year, year and a half, whatever since I've been on my own, I've never been like never been happier. Ha- Money wise, I don't have like. Now I'm making more money than I was working at my job. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that didn't happen until probably like this past spring, maybe. Um, so there was about a year there where I was like, not struggling, but like I wasn't making. I would have some months where I made more than I would have at my regular job. Yeah, but you ain't, you're not going shopping. Exactly, and it's not guaranteed either. So yeah. I would have a great month, and then it's like the next month. Cool, is like one I'm shoe. making a third of what I just made the previous month. So you have your ups and downs, um, but my happiness was never an up and down. It was just okay, cool. I need to get more clients, or okay, cool. I'm in the situ- financial situation. I need to figure this out. Mm-hmm. But it's never like I'm unhappy. And then like I also learned that. You know, it made me learn how to stretch. I already knew how to budget for my parents, but it made me learn how to stretch my money more and then also prepare for ebbs and flows throughout the year, being in this area and seasonal and stuff like that. So it was all a learning experience. I was better for it and still learning and, you know, getting better mm-hmm. for it. But, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 just really interesting because um, I, I think it's a very smart move. And, like, you, you're a fan of Gary Vaynerchuk as well, yeah. as I am. I repost this stuff all you probably see yeah like almost every morning but he's right like it's 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 cool like i'm grateful i'm sure you are as well that your parents allow that Mm -hmm. you know that's fine but it's it's such a win dude it's such a win to just get that set up that launch pad to just like kill shit you know well i have i have friends that are my age or even older and they're like you know i wish i would have stayed home after college and didn't move out and like you're not going to move out and then move back home so they're strapped financially, like, yo, I wish I would have, you know, whatever. Or like, you know, I wish I would have, you know, followed what I was passionate about instead of, like, you know, getting this government job, making six figures. I ran into a guy last winter, actually. Hadn't seen him. Uh, I ran in, I met him, I think I met him at a party at JMU Halloween weekend one year. And I uh, ran into him at a concert I was shooting last winter. I asked him how he'd been doing. You know, he graduated and everything. He's like, yeah, I'm like, you know, living in Arlington, like, making all this money, working this government job. And he's like, but like, honestly, like my passion is like, you know, having a farm and living in the Midwest. And he like, I don't he's know so if he, I haven't talked to him. He's so unhappy. Exactly. And he was like this, he literally told me, he's like, this is not it. I'm not happy. This isn't life. He's like, I have, you know, six figures in my account right now. And he's like, I'm miserable. And he, I don't know if he actually did it, but his plan was to move West and like start a farm. It's either that or he's going to get, he's going to get to his breaking point And he's just, it sounded like he was there. Yeah. Like, like he's getting to that breaking point where he's just like, Something's got to give. Mm-hmm. Dang, that's so nuts. Yeah. Man. And that's a lot of people, though. Especially, like, this area, like, you know, there's a lot of corporate jobs and a lot of uh, just business and government. A lot of people just get stuck in this 
Dude, I and, can, the, and the thing, like, I can, so... I can tell you for a fact that almost every person around our age, 20s to early 30s, um, who's working a government job would rather be doing something else. I can... I have a friend. She wants everyone. to do. She wants to do a bunch of creative work. She does amazing poetry. We're shooting a video for one of her poems soon. But she works a government job, uh, I think, for the Department of Justice. And she can't put out... She can't post certain pictures she can't put out certain things or attach herself to certain things because that comes back to her and could affect her government clearance or her job and it's like and she she can draw and paint like amazing and she wants to do that but like she can't she can't she can't even post it online security breach dude and and she she complains to me about it like i don't i don't know what to do and i'm like you gotta call your and this is a discussion we had last year now she's talking about moving to new york for a different job still in criminal justice or something but like that's that, like a short-term band-aid exactly. you know what that and is I, yeah. it's just like oh i'll be in new york though exactly oh. exactly i mean she's gonna move to new york in a what's, year what's and funny so. about those about th those kinds of people um is those are the people that we see on instagram that look super happy who are at like the newest bars? Who are who are who are at the newest restaurants, ordering foie gras and like four appetizers? It's funny, you, it's funny you bring that up. I was getting my haircut uh, by my boy Dante last night. Ran into two friends that were waiting for, to get their haircut. I think I'm honored. You got, you got the you got the just for you, just me. for you. Oh, yeah, and uh, we were talking, and uh, we were talking about just like you know people relocating and moving and stuff like that. And it's like, you know, they'll post on Instagram. You know, they moved to LA, right? It's like everyone's blowing up their picture like yo congratulations like they're getting probably the most likes they've ever gotten on a picture facts but it's like you know they have to look in the mirror and realize like yo their fridge is almost empty because they can't afford to stock their fridge you know they're they have a job but like they're miserable working that job but on the outside it's like they're putting on this front like they're living life but then like you know at the end of the day like you can you can hide from everyone and you know front all you want to but like you still have to look in the mirror at the end of the day and it, it just is what it is. Yeah, they, they can be on the story. Oh, it's so nice mm -hmm. out here. Oh, I'm just going to get some junk. But as soon as that story ends and you post it, you, you still got to look at yourself. You still got to look at your bank account. You mm. still got to look at your non-furnished apartment. Yep. Your empty fridge. Even if you move to New York, your little hole that you're living in. That you... I don't want to give up all the connections I built just to go, go to live in New York and live in a 5x5 five five apartment. Like... And pay double the rent you would here. And pay double the rent? Yeah. Actually, I don't know. I think the rent's actually the same in New York. In New York? You just, yeah. You just, mm. Yeah, I was actually looking at that. Um, did you see that meme with well, that? Well, the spaces are smaller, though. Yeah, the spaces are smaller. So but, technically, you're getting less bang for your buck. Yeah, but it's the the price is still the same, which is yeah. crazy. But yeah. except they get more baseline than anyone does mm. here. But yeah, man, there's, some, there's something to be said about um, people advertising lives that they don't really lead. Especially, it's everywhere. Especially on the gram, especially when you're... A creative trying to build something and you see this and it just weighs on you you know you don't want to and you mm -hmm. don't try to watch those yep. stories it just weighs on you mm -hmm. a little bit you're like yeah you know you're just like yeah Ugh. you're like like you, you see that one girl you think's really hot doing all that shit and you're like man i couldn't i couldn't date her i couldn't afford to even date her how many times he thought that i thought this so many times i'm like i'm like i'm like i couldn't afford to date you or or or, or the other thought i have is like i'm like i'm like is that all you do like, what, that, that's it, my biggest is there anything thing. deeper big, than you like, just drinking cocktails yeah. and getting and posting ass pictures yeah <sighs> like are you working like if i if like? i see that like i'm not even interested in getting to it yeah you're hot like but that's where my thoughts stop is like 
you're hot. I'll double type, tap your picture and keep scrolling, but I don't think anything more of you. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like you're hot. I'd probably collab with you for a shoot to get some likes. That, build that's, my portfolio. That's literally it. You can help me build my portfolio. I have no interest in anything else from you other than that. Dude, I'm glad I'm glad we talked about that. It's, yeah. it's definitely uh something that been on my mind a lot too recently. Yeah, you're not the only one. You know? Fuck. Anyways, guys. Anyways, so uh, let's go ahead and wrap it up here because I gotta start getting ready for you this have your exhibition tonight. Exhibition yeah. tonight. Um, I don't know if you're coming. It's okay. I'm gonna try to come. I have to shoot a promo video in the area now, pretty much. But dude, if I have dude, time after, get, then get your money, dude. Don't even worry about it, dude. Like get get your money, dude. I, I will get that money instead of any event. Any yeah, day of the week. yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to slide through. Yeah, I have yeah, to see dude. what time I'm done shooting. But. Yeah, no worries if you came in. Yeah, but um. Dude, it's been super chill chatting with you, man. You're super solid, dude. Yeah. Uh, I'm so jealous. You're so much younger than me and discovered it so much earlier. Well, everyone, than me. everyone has their own path. That's, everyone has their own like, path. I've, I've, there's a couple people that I've met recently that are a few years younger than me, um, and I've been helping to guide them. Because if if I knew what I know now, I would be you know further ahead. So I, I mean, I, I just want to. I'm one of those people like I don't. I'm not down to compete. I just want to see everyone succeed. Right. Um, so I'm down to just two guys. Um, to help, I've been helping them out, giving them tips on, you know, business stuff, um, right. work so stuff. Is there before? Is there anything you want to say or say to people listening or anything like that before we go? Um, you yeah. guys can follow me on Instagram at Corey A. Gray. Um, my website is the same, CoreyAGray.com. Spell um, out, out the app. C-O-R-E-Y-A-G-R-A-Y. And um, I'll link it in the bio if you're watching this on YouTube. Please do. Please do. Or anything like that, yeah. guys. Please um, go check I do out. almost everything under the sun. If you need pet photography or maternity or infant, like newborn, don't hit me up because I don't do it. Everything else, oh. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm like, oh he does that too. <laughs> no, I don't to do that. <laughs> All right, well. Yep. All right, man. Well, well, I appreciate you having me. Yeah, man. Super chill. Super chill. All right, guys. Well, that's it. That's the angle. Like that? Yeah, that was, that was dope. Really, that was dope. Hi, I mean, yeah, that was sick. That was a long ass interview. Yeah.